Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show as we broadcast live from uh, New York City, the headquarters of Newsmax, uh, where I uh, where I broadcast, uh, where I work. I do a TV show called Rob Carson's What in the World? And I am also, uh, you know, their guy as far as Newsmax Radio. So it is uh, a pleasure to be here. An honor to be here and uh, and to take it all in and share it with you guys to share it with you because um, it's uh, it's I still kind of have to pinch myself kind of have to pinch myself uh, that I am here now we've got a few things I want <clears throat> to get to including really good news actually happening around with the country with Republican governors COVID all of the uh, COVID nonsense that we were put through among other things but first I think we need a little Christmas don't you it's our friend Jim Gassett by the way. He's pretty corrupt. He is the worst president in history. <laughs> his administration yeah. is causing inflation with his liberal policies. Joe's massive taxation will destroy this nation if Democrats do as they please. Joe's given out orders for wide open borders. Are we too blind to see? He is bad beyond belief. From Joe, we need relief. He's the worst commander <laughs> in history. There you go. <laughs> uh. That is uh, that is Jim Gossett and uh, two S's and two T's. Jim Gossett Comedy dot com. If you want to uh, check out that, that's his uh, his uh, Johnny Mathis. Like you know, you've ever heard a Johnny Mathis song other than a Christmas song, but still kind of cool. Uh, and then also you can hear all of the song parodies um, that we do on our podcast, which is the Rob Carson Show podcast. And it's easy to find. Just go to newsmaxtv.com slash podcast. Couple of things going on that are very positive. Uh, you're looking, uh, you know, we need we we need COVID reparations, don't you think? We need COVID reparations. While we're talking reparations, and so many states are talking reparations, I hear Providence, Rhode Island, they, they're coming up with rep- reparations. I believe that's a story I read yesterday. They were going to come up with reparations for black people, but also poor white people. I had no idea why they they're gonna they're gonna spend all this money. They're gonna give black people reparations, and then if white people qualify for the reparations, they'll get reparations. I know it's kind of stupid. Then you've got uh, well, New York has got a plan for reparations coming up here. I'll get to uh, that, but I think we need COVID reparations for all of the damage that uh, and and where where are the news stories? Where are the news stories uh, of the suffering? Where are the news stories featuring children? who've been irreparably damaged by COVID lockdowns, school shutdowns. Where are the stories? Where, where's the stories of the shrapnel, of the idiocy? There's a reason why I came up with the expression, don't catch the stupid, because there are a whole lot of people who caught the stupid. And I'm just going to say something, because I have said <clears throat> before uh, we're being played, you were never played. 
you have always said there's something about the 2020 election. There's something about why I can't ask where the virus came from. There's something about January the 6th. Why did they get rid of, why has nobody seen any of the autopsies of any of the people who died on January the 6th? There was a police officer who died the day after of a stroke. Uh, the narrative about his death was false. But why, why haven't we been able to ask that? Why haven't we been able to ask questions about things? Why can't we get the answers to these things? And I hope that uh, a combination of this lawsuit brought by the AG of the state of, of Missouri uh, will will shine some light on it. I also hope that uh, Elon Musk continues to shine the light on it. But we still don't see any stories about the hell that uh, Democrats, uh, a lot of Republicans, by the way, but let's just say bureaucrats, both national and local, put us through. People had their careers ended. Military members were, uh, they had their retirements ruined. They all need it back. Here in the city of New York, hundreds and hundreds of healthcare workers and others were uh, fired for not getting vaccinated. I want to see the news stories. I want to see why are we not seeing the story of the gym down the street? Why are we not seeing the the thousands of businesses that went out of business because of COVID idiocy and COVID dictators in charge of all of it? Fortunately, there are a couple of people who are going to do something about it. I mentioned earlier, Ron DeSantis says the state will hold vaccine manufacturers accountable for COVID vax side effects or injuries. That's a positive. That is a positive. Uh, You've also got this. Governor Glenn Youngkin has ended COVID-19 fines and penalties in Virginia and wants to, are you ready for this, reimburse for those who were forced to pay unjust fines we need we need nuremberg trials i said this while it was happening i said that we are going to need nuremberg style trials to explain how this happened where it came from and what was done under the guise of a pandemic emergency it's going to have to happen and i had mentioned earlier to one of our guests, that uh, the American people, now that Republicans are in charge, they want, among everything else, number one, they want accountability for all of the damage that has been done by Democrats, by big social media, by government agencies. They want accountability, and they want people to pay for what they did. So Glenn Youngkin uh, signed an executive order ending COVID-19 fines and penalties. Youngkin also plans to work with the Secretary of Finance to work with agencies to develop a reimbursement process for individuals and businesses who paid COVID-19 fines and fees. Uh, The fact that businesses are still dealing with COVID-19-related penalties and fines is infuriating. Livelihoods are on the line. In the previous administration, we saw our government shut down businesses, close our schools, and separate us from one another. While we can't undo the damage done during the Northam administration, the previous governor of the state of Virginia, we are taking action going forward to end COVID-era draconian overreach. Meanwhile, 
<clears throat> this is kind of fun. Pfizer has asked the FDA, which is nothing more than a, uh, a rubber stamp for big pharma. And I think it's uh, very true, without a doubt. We can see that uh, the pharmaceutical companies uh, who worked with uh, government to exclusively, essentially get exclusive contracts with regard to COVID, uh, they were able to skate. They were able to make rep- record profits during all of this. And, uh, and they were also able to... Uh, the government was able to work with big social media and the mainstream media to uh, deter everyone from other possible treatments. You had to go to the, you had to follow the the government line with regard to COVID, which was mostly wrong. And then they pushed you toward getting a vaccine and then they made vaccines mandatory. And a couple companies got filthy, stinking rich because of it. Pfizer is set to ask U.S. regulators to authorize its bivalent COVID vaccine for children under five, not as a booster, but part of their initial shot regimen. Pfizer can go to, you know, children age six months through five years are uh, already supposed to get three small doses of the original Pfizer vaccine. If the FDA agrees, Pfizer's bivalent Omicron targeting vaccine should be submitted for their third shot nonsense. Now, I'm not trying to be a medical expert. Uh, do not base your decision to uh, give your child do not base your decision to shoot your child with Pfizer <clears throat> on my opinion. But I will tell you what I would do if it was my child. I'd say, uh, no. Don't think so. You're not making a pincushion out of my kid. Uh, particularly when the pharma companies cannot be sued for vaccine injuries in most states. In fact, all right now, And also there are a lot of questions about uh, young people, uh, what the vaccine has done to many of them, and also the fact that no young people die of COVID unless they already have massive comorbidities. It's it's not harmless, but it definitely is not uh, something that your child, I believe personally, needs to have in their uh, annual shot regimen. Few of the nation's youngest children have gotten their COVID vaccination since the shots were okayed in June. 2%. (laughs) Listen to this. 2% 2% of those under 2 and about 4% of 2 to 4-year-olds have their primary doses so far, according to the CDC. Uh, this is why, this is what I when, I, when I say that we're winning, when I say that we're winning, we're saying, okay, CNN Plus collapsed, Disney's uh, in very serious financial trouble, Facebook is in financial trouble, MSNBC Comedy Central in serious financial trouble, companies that embrace woke, woke policies in serious financial trouble. We're winning. We're winning. They can get uh, some, uh, some elections that involve very large uh, population centers in states that are on the fence, and they can win elections that way, but we win in other ways. And the beliefs of the people of the country are reflected when you see things like only 2% of the population saying, I'm going to go ahead and give my kid a shot. It's because you have common sense, you have reason, and you're choosing and you're voting outside of the ballot box with no chance of uh, cheating to not, for instance, get your kid vaccinated or go to Disney World or watch, uh, you know, CNN or CNN Plus. You see what I mean? Okay. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show. Here's a uh, headline from the uh, Washington Post today. Shark Week lacks diversity, overrepresents men named Mike, scientists say. 
What the hell is that all? Researchers say Discovery's programming overwhelmingly featured white men as experts. As experts, you know, maybe just uh, you know, white guys kind of like sharks. I, what the, really, honestly, is that is that the, is that what you got? This is really a story. Shark Week over over uh, overrepresents uh, white guys named Mike. So why don't you go ahead and say the obvious? Probably because of that, more white guys named Mark are being targeted by sharks. How about that headline? <clears throat> How about that one? Because there are a lot of guys named Mark. I, I would venture to Mike. I would venture to say that there are probably more white guys named Mike being eaten by sharks. So what do you get? Oh, here's uh, President Derp Derp. President Derp Derp yesterday doing a. Uh, he, he by the way he went to uh, Arizona just to kind of rub your face in the mess. You know that's what he does. You know he wanted to go down to Arizona. We stole an election down there. Yeah, I said it. You know why? Because uh, I believe it. It's my opinion. Uh, that said, he goes down to Arizona. He goes to a chip maker and uh, he says that people are. Feeding Feeling optimism about the economy. What I'm most excited about is people are starting to feel a sense of optimism as they see the impact of the achievements in their own lives. Oh, you know, I guess maybe I'm not seeing that. I, I could be wrong. I am kind of seeing that, but uh, yeah. Anyway, here he was talking yesterday about nano chips. He got a little confused. And today, TSMC has announced a second major investment. It will construct a second fab here in Phoenix to build chips, the three nano chips, the three nano chip, chips that are three nano. And you know what I'm saying? No, I, I don't actually. But I know that we're spending about $100 billion. And I think maybe if you're going to spend $100 billion of our money on something that should be supported by private enter enterprise, that being computer chips, then maybe you ought to know your stuff. Maybe you ought to know your stuff. I just don't have time for this nonsense anymore. If you're going to spend $100,000 million of our money on nanochips and, 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 and chip creation in the country, although <clears throat> chip, manuf chip manufacturers ought to be able to manufacture chip chips here in a competitive fashion without our money paying for it, you really ought to know your stuff. Uh, and then he, of course, didn't go to the border, you know, uh, because, you know, there's no problem in the border at all, Right. Right. Uh, uh, representative Debbie Dingell, who is a, you know, a representative now. Her husband, uh, John, was a, a representative, and he's, uh, he died, and she took over. And, uh, and I, uh, you know, what, wouldn't it be weird and terrible if she dated somebody with the last name Barry? And wouldn't it be it's like, hi, it's Debbel, Debbie Dingle Barry. Would you put it first? Would you Barry Dingle or Dingle Barry? Anyway, here she is. She's saying uh, that uh, Joe Biden doesn't need to uh, go to the border because he's seen the photos. Would you like to see him visit the border? I don't care if he visits the border or not. That doesn't, he doesn't need to visit the border. I'm thinking Dingleberry, yeah. To know we've got a problem. He's got people that report to him every day about what the problem is. And sometimes we fixate on these little... Why does he go to uh, <clears throat> places where there are uh, shootings? Uh, why does he go to uh, uh, truck company manufacturing plants? All of this nonsense. I would venture to say that a, uh, a very significant portion of our problems in this country exist because of an open border. Uh, Debbie Dingleberry. Issues. Do you think the president doesn't know we got? Sorry, she, she hasn't really dated. I don't uh, care every yeah. day about what the problem is, and sometimes we fixate on these little issues. Do you think the president doesn't know we got a problem at the border and what the issues are? Wait, wait. Why isn't he doing anything? I know he does, but, but not necessary to see it firsthand. That's a little issue. Why did he go? Why did he go to Florida to surveil the uh, or survey? I should say the hurricane damage. Your point is moot. I, 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 
think he knows it's got to be addressed. He's gotten the reports. He's- yeah, he's been in there two years. He caused the uh, the uh, overrun of the border. Uh, so please. I've seen the photos. So that's, uh, I mean, I at some point. Wow. Just, I mean, she just got crushed. She doesn't even know it, but she just got totally, totally crushed. Here's the president. No, I don't think I, I'm not sure if I have this. No, I don't think I do. I had uh, uh, Joe Biden saying that there are more th- important things that he has to deal with than the uh, southern border. And uh, I'm just trying to think of anything else that's more important. Well, there are a few, but it's right up there. Right? Right? Yeah. What happened in uh, Arizona? How do I recap this? Secretary of State runs against a conservative. Secretary of State is in charge of elections. Secretary of State does not uh, recuse herself from this election. Secretary of State is in charge of the elections and does not fix anything with regard to the debacle that happened in Arizona in 2020. Secretary of State is in charge of the elections when 2022 happens and 30% of voting machines in the state's most populous county where they knew 70% voters on the day of the election would be voting Republican. All of a sudden, those machines stopped working. Plus, there is also the fact that uh, this uh, Secretary of State also threatened counties who did not Uh, certify the election with prison time. If this were a third world country, you'd be raising all sorts of hell. This I had mentioned, if this is allowed to stand, then anything is possible with regard to uh, election fraud. I'll just say it. Election fraud. If it's not a, 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 what I just said to you, if the words election fraud did not come to your mind, you're clueless. But here is the, uh, the uh, uh, Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich signing the election certification on Monday, and presumably, even though he's done nothing since the last election or the previous election, uh, I'm not holding my breath about uh, him holding anybody accountable for this. I should know. I didn't know we were giving speeches today, but um, the governor and I, for some statute service, we're going to be witnesses to the certification. Uh, we do not actually certify the election. He says we do not actually certify the election is what he is saying. Uh, we do not actually certify the election. And I'm reminded of what John F. Kennedy often said, that uh, those who ride the tiger to seek power often end up inside. All right, there you go. So that's uh, Mark Burnovich, uh, presumably uh, approving the uh, the election results against his will, I guess. And uh, what was the expression that he used there? I'm reminded of what John F. Kennedy often said that, quote, those who ride the tiger to seek power often end up inside. That's what he uh, he said. So uh, we'll see if he actually does something about it. Uh, on the way, we're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, Uh, these uh, efforts around the country to get uh, reparations for residents of color. It's pandering, uh, and it also makes people who aren't responsible for slavery uh, pay for something that happened 160 years ago. Let's take a break right now. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. 
It is the Rob Carson Show as we uh, broadcast live from New York City. Um, and uh, it's it's been a, a, a just a thrill to be here and to see everybody here at uh, Newsmax. Last night, I'm going to tell you a little story. So uh, a bunch of things are happening here that are uh, pretty tremendous, and, and I've been really, really blessed to uh, have this, this. What's happened in my life happen? Um, for those of you who don't know, I was brought to, I moved to Kansas City for a radio job. They fired me two years into a three-year deal because I made too much money. Uh, my wife was ready to leave me. Um, you know, I'd been beaten up by the broadcast industry for a, a lot of years and never gave up and never stopped. And and I'd been music radio for a number of years. And I ended up having, I was selling cars to save my marriage and uh, keep us from being homeless. <clears throat> and I got... Uh, Another chance, thanks to a gentleman named Chris Ruddy, who, unlike uh, radio, had never heard of me before, and went, well, this guy, even though he's not 32, is a fresh voice in talk radio, and uh, and we took off from there. Um, we came here to broadcast to uh, to reconnect, to uh, meet a lot of people, and and just bring the show again to connect us with uh, with Newsmax and the, and the wonderful people who make this happen. There are a lot of people who make this uh, happen: the radio and the television and the publishing and all of that. And so uh, there was that. And uh, and then yesterday, for instance, it was it was kind of interesting. Um, I I went to a very large player in the broadcast business. And uh, they've been doing, you know, I've been in radio since around 1990, and, you know, I've worked in a sundry markets, uh, uh, Cincinnati, Minneapolis, uh, D.C., Kansas City, and then wrote for Rush Limbaugh for 20 years, et cetera. And I was talking to this uh, gentleman <clears throat> who I'd never met before, but I know I'd sent resume tapes to before, and he said, uh, Rob, it's so good to finally meet you. Um, you know, what's going on? Where have you been? I remember Scott Shannon talking about you when you were at RQX in D.C. saying, this guy He's he's bigger than just, you know, what he's doing there. And I thought it was kind of interesting. And we, we talked about how, um, you know, I've been in the business and I knew everybody in the room. They knew me. I knew them. And it was uh, it was really uh, interesting to, to hear from them that what I'm doing, which has not changed over the years, although I moved to a talk radio format, uh, but that I believe is kind of what America needs right now. Uh, that is somebody who can distill, you know, what's going on in the news, digest it, um, and even days where you're ready to just go nuts, maybe put it in perspective, maybe make you laugh. I talked to a guy this morning. It was funny because I, I did a an appearance on Newsmax uh, two days ago, and I had a little conversation on air, and um, had a little uh, tete-a-tete with the uh, the anchor on the air. And uh, it was it was kind of funny at times. It was kind of uh, 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 there was a little uh, a little pushback, and and I presented you know my my thoughts with regard to I don't know what the it was about it was about who the next the new the new next candidate's going to be, and uh, it was with Bob Sellers, and and I and I offered my take on it, and I offered some humor with it, and and I stepped out of the studio this morning, and he said this guy and this guy I could tell was a liberal and he's working in newsmax and he says hey rob if you got a second i used to work over here and i came over to newsmax and and he goes you know i am i won't tell you exactly where i am politically but you know i'm i'm I, i'm not you know i'm left of center <clears throat> he says but when i heard you yesterday on 
with Bob Sellers. You presented something in a way that was understandable. You did it with humor. And I got to tell you, you changed my mind on this. And, and he, th- that was really a big deal to me because I know that there are, and I, and I said before the midterm election, there were polls showing 80% of the American people thinking the country's going in the wrong direction. Do you think the midterm election changed that? As the sirens, <laughs> you hear the sirens in the background? Do you think that's changed? No. No. I said, uh, I use the expression, you've been played. And the uh, Democrat Party with its... Um, different tentacles into big social media, the mainstream media that are being discovered. It's beginning, you're beginning to see a lot of all of the things that you could not say, you could not talk about, you could not post on social media. Have you ever lived in the United States when you couldn't have an opinion on COVID? You couldn't have an opinion on Black Lives Matter, on all, think about all of the things you haven't been able to see. Say, do you think that's acceptable? Do you think that's acceptable, that you've not been able to say that people are being injured, some people are being injured by the vaccine? Do you think it is uh, fair to uh, shut down people's opinions when they tried a different course of treatment and it worked? They tried it with Joe Rogan. They tried to cancel Joe Rogan because of that. Where's Joe Rogan? He hasn't gone anywhere, has he? But the people like Howard Stern, who basically said people who don't take the forced vaccine should be fired, hoped them to die, all of this, they were able to be heard. So all of this is uh, is uh, is coming out. All of this is coming to fruition. And I think that this show can bring people together to, to, to some degree. I do. And we're going to do it by making a point with uh, facts and reason and common sense. And then we're going to make fun of the people who are perpetrating this crap on us. And we're going to humiliate and, uh, well, if we can embarrass them, we can. If not, we'll just make them laughing stocks while doing the serious uh, business of the day, while moving the country back to its founding principles, while defeating uh, nonsense like COVID mandates, while uh, uh, bringing attention to the things that we have been subjected to and holding those accountable who did the subjecting. That said, let me mention the uh, Christmas party last night. So I go to the Christmas party. I go over and I have this big meeting with a very large player in broadcasting who wants to bring on the Rob Carson show into its lineup. So I head over to the, the uh, Christmas party and, uh, you know, Hanukkah party, whatever you want to call it. It's a holiday party for everybody. And, uh, and it's, it's a beautiful venue. I'll, I'll post pictures on social media. I got terribly busy last night, but I'll post social media uh, videos. And, uh, and I'm standing there, you know, and I'm, I'm meeting all I met Benny Johnson. He's a contributor and a just terrific talent. I really like him. And I, and I got to meet George Papadopoulos. That was kind of cool, former uh, Biden or a, a Trump administration official, and just say, hey, man, I'm sorry what you had to go through. Got to meet his wife. And, you know, they had to meet all sorts of cool people. Uh, it was just, it was a lot of fun. And, I, and I'm walking around here. And here's, here's where I did. You ever see the movie uh, uh, Big with, uh, you know, uh, I, I always thought it'd be kind of funny to get the, the tuxedo like Tom Hanks did and go to an actual Christmas party dressed like that. I didn't do that. So I show up, <clears throat> going around, I'm meeting everybody, trying to be cool, trying to be professional. Hell, everybody, hey, Rob Carson. Hey, I listen to your show, Rob Carson. So I go over and I <clears throat> see these, uh, the food tables because I had eaten all day. 
and I walk over and uh, oh, there's some uh, the sushi. Got a little sushi over here. Oh, there's a d- dessert table over here. And it was, by the way, it was kosher. So and it was so good that I actually became Jewish for a while. It was crazy. I was Catholic, then I was Jewish, then I was back to Catholic. That's it. So I go over there. This little table. It's charcuterie. For those who don't know, that is a. Uh, Meat. Anyway, so you got meat, you got the charcuterie, which is, you know, sausage and all that stuff. And then over here, you got uh, the cheese, and there's all sorts of cheese. And then and over here, you get these two logs of, uh, of cheese. And I'm thinking, oh, this is goat cheese. And I love goat cheese, right? So I'm there, goat cheese. Ooh, hey, I'll grab a little piece of bread here, and I'll get some uh, charcuterie, which is meat. And, and I'll put that on there, and, then, and I will get a big, a bit of a, I'll get like about a half inch thick slice of this glorious log of feta. And I cut it off and I put it on my plate. And, I, and I'm and i like, oh man, this is gonna be so good. And so I, I cut that giant wad of uh, feta, or not feta, but uh, goat cheese, and I, and I cut it. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I, I just decided to bring it to my mouth without even any bread, because I just wanna just feel the creaminess of the cheese. And I get it into my mouth, and I start, my mouth is full of this. And that's when I realize that it's butter. Maybe you weren't, uh, you didn't have the same childhood I did, but when I was a kid, we, we were kind of poor. And, uh, and like, for instance, my mom would make uh, uh, grilled cheese sandwiches with Velveeta, all right? Velveeta. I don't care what you think about Velveeta. I love Velveeta. I think it's fantastic. I throw it in my mac and cheese. I, you know, queso, the whole deal. And, and my mom, when you want to look at it, I just go over and slice off about a half-inch slab of Velveeta. Probably why I weighed 245 pounds in eighth grade. That said, that was the size of slice I took, and that was all butter. So I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to and and I didn't want to just spit it out in a napkin because it would have been like spitting out a I don't know a small uh, puppy being born. That's how big it was, like a puppy being born out of my mouth. This wad of what I thought would be glorious cheese that what I followed up with a little sip of sparkling water and possibly a, a cracker, but it was butter. So I had to go. And I uh, yeah, couldn't spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to be cool about it, and uh, I don't think anybody noticed. But uh, that was that was my big story of the uh, the to do. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what happened in a low light situation in a marvelous venue in the state of uh, or in the uh, in the city of New York. All right, we got one more segment of the show on the way. I've got a couple lighter things I want to get to. Uh, let's go ahead and take a break. This is the Rob Carson Show. If you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. I do believe we have a phone call. We have the only phone call of the day. Tony from Woodlawn is on the phone. Hello, Tony. What's on your mind today, man? Uh, yes. How you doing? I'm glorious, man. What's I'm trying, up? I'm trying to figure out yes. what, is the, what is the issue or, and the, ter- the term Black Lives Matter. What is the problem? It's not the uh, it's not the term. It's the organization. What what about the organization? Well, the organization got a hundred million dollars and has done nothing to help Black Lives. They've done nothing with their money. It's still in the bank. It was uh, founded by a Marxist who spent money on a personal mansion, a mansion in Canada, a mansion in Los Angeles. I and never has nothing. They, so that's the reason I, why. That's the reason why. I, I never hear nobody state that. Well, because you probably watch the mainstream media, ABC, CBS, no, 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 NBC. No, 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 no,
I listen to Fox. I listen to all and of you, them. You've never I've heard never me. heard anyone say anything about what the 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 founders did with money. Okay, well, that's you cool, to Tony. To I get it. You can't... Tony, hey, Tony, a second. Let me ask you real quick. I, I know you don't have time to listen to my show every day, and I'm, I'm sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, I do. Because I'm pretty retired. awesome. I listen every day. <laughs> but, Tony, I have talked about it. It's kind of been, it hasn't been at the uh, top of the of the uh, the news headlines as of late. The last headline showed that they still have $90 million in their bank account. They still haven't done anything, so, and they are so under what? investigation. They, they don't, they're not supposed to collect money if that's what they're doing? You need to be many, able to. How many think tanks and this and that collect money? Are you doing moral never, relativism? Wait, wait, wait. Are you doing moral relativism? Moral re- Is that what I, you're doing? I, I Tony's you. doing moral relativism, which means you've lost I the argument. You. Tony, let me I ask you this. Tony, stop. You, everybody gets money from people and says they're looking out for black people and doesn't give them any money and uh, buys I mansions. I didn't, say, I didn't say that. You're putting words in my mouth. Well, you know what? You're now trying moral relativism, which shows that you've lost the argument. How do you feel go about Black Lives question. Matter? No, 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 no. Let me finish my thought. You answer my question. I'm the host. What do you think about Black Lives Matter? They do. Uh, of course they do. Of course. Every, I think every that Lives Matter. That should be the only issue. Not about no money. Um, that's fine, Tony. Money is, going, money is flowing all throughout the world. What is the problem? Oh, dear. dear. Okay, Tony. Listen, they, they, money, you know, the, if you're just going to keep going with anybody. this, you know, people, bank robbery, uh, well, you know, some people need money. If you're going to go there, we're not going to have a, we're not going to have a discussion because you're simplifying the argument. Here's the problem, Tony, that I have. And the reason why I brought it up today is that I could not say that Black Lives Matter was a corrupt organization. Not that Black Lives don't matter. It was the organization called Black Lives Matter. You could not criticize on social media you were shut down that was my point i'm not going to argue the crookedness of the of the of the organization and the fact that none of the money that they have raised has gone to help a single black life that is without a doubt but i am here to tell you that i didn't like the fact that i couldn't say on social media that black lives matter was corrupt please hang up and try again oh he hung up he hung up that's spectacular The first time that I was uh, exposed to moral relativism is probably the same time that if you're a you know Gen X Gen Xer or a Boomer, uh, you the the original the original argument using moral relativism was actually used to defend Richard Nixon. And you'd say, well, Richard Nixon was corrupt, and the Watergate break-in, and they would say, and then he lied about it. Some people would say, well, politicians all lie. That's moral relativism. That's trying to equate a current situation to something that is uh, similar, but not anywhere near as profound and dangerous. You make it into moral relativism. Nobody says, well, everybody murders their family. You know, please. And when you, when you bring moral relativism to the table, you lose the argument. The only reason I brought it up is because, and, and I've been the part of it, for the last five years, I've had everything. I've lost my Facebook page, lost my YouTube channel, all of this. One of the things that was shut down, my discussion, and you know it as well, was any discussion that Black Lives Matter was not giving money to the people that it, uh, it, it supposedly was championing, and all it did was enrich the people <clears throat> who were in charge of it. And the founder, Patrice Cullors, is a Marxist. She said she was. 
When I bring that up to somebody who's trying moral relativism, like the gentleman we just had on the air there, uh, Tony, what does he do? He quits. Right now, you just saw what Twitter was able to get away with before. Tony would still be on Twitter, and I would not. But when Twitter has a real exchange of ideas where conservatives are included in the conversation and present facts, what happens? The people on Twitter leave. Tony is on the phone with me. We have a debate where I'm able to express my opinion. He's able to express his, and he hangs up. That's why so many people are leaving Twitter right now, because they can't handle the conversation. They can't handle not having an echo chamber. Boom, my drop. Boom, there it is right there. <laughs> All right, let's come back and wrap up the show, shall we? This is the Rob Carson Show. Let's hear it one more time, shall we? Start spreading the news. <laughs> Rob Carson's in town. I've had a good time. I hope you have. Broadcasting from the heart of it. New York, New York. Yes, Rob's paid his dues. You can't keep him down. He's at Newsmax who started it here in New York. All right, I will not play the entire song here, but I do want to um, take the time to thank Newsmax for having me here. Um, And I also hope that... um, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of people, and, and when you when you speak to people about the show, uh, very rarely do they come up and say, hey, Rob, I really love that you talked about the whatever bill, or hey, Rob, I really like the interview with whatever. You know what I get? I get, Rob, I really appreciate that you shared the story of your mother dying on the air because my mom was dying at the same time. Or another thing is I appreciate your story because I've been through some hard times. And I got to tell you, if I can go from, uh, you know, basically being Jim, uh, 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 basically being It's a Wonderful Life, uh, Jimmy Stewart's character standing over the bridge, looking down, wondering if my life was worth more, uh, my life insurance policy was worth more than my life. And to go from that to this. I hope that if you're going through rough times or maybe you haven't been able to achieve your dreams and you're hoping and wondering what happen, I'm going to tell you right now, there's a word uh, years ago. My daughter gave me a Christmas ornament. She was seven. She just chose an ornament we had for a present, and it was just a word, and it was believe. I still have it. She wrapped it up and she gave it to me. Believe, okay? God bless you guys. Thank you, Newsmax and Chris Ruddy, for everything. Have a glorious day. And until tomorrow when I'm back home, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you tomorrow. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. 